tell you the good stuff right up front. The title of the show, How to Visualize Truth When Pain is Screaming in Your Ear. Pain comes in all forms, and it's difficult in the midst of pain to hear God's heart, let alone immerse yourself in his goodness. My journey, the journey I'm called to share and help the body of Christ with, well, today I'm looking at 6,634 notes in my journal. God has graciously taught me how to hear him. I'm here to help you encounter God. Now, let me rephrase that, experience God. So I pulled a few of those journal pages, 213 to be exact, all the highlights and the struggles they're found in the unfinished book. It's a roadmap on how to encounter heaven. And oh, by the way, that screaming ear that's in the title, it's a miracle. My ear is silent and without pain. And that, my friends, is what I will be sharing with you today in our activation. You're going to want to hear this. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Good evening, family. I'm looking forward to making good on my promise from last week. Remember the coolest activation. Holy Spirit is such a star. So I was thinking about all the places that you could be listening to this podcast from. I know. Some of those places, we're just going to clap our hands over our mouths and say, oh my goodness, no, she's not talking about that. Oh, that's a good laugh. So I can tell from my podcast stats Um, Different listening platforms, what country or town you're listening from. It tells me about 75% of you are listening on your phone. So we can assume that you're doing two things at the same time. (laughs) Well, that's what I do when I listen to a podcast. I am usually driving or doing mundane chores around the house. But there's nothing mundane at all about today's episode. Are you ready? (laughs) Drum roll, please. Please, I can say please. With some praise. Are 
You ready? <laughs> I'm having fun here. I have a new piece of equipment, so I have headphones on. I'm trying to get used to hearing my voice from a different angle. So bear with me, okay? So today's takeaways, you can just put this in your pocket. We're going to have a live activation to visualize truth. I call it a baptism picture. We're going to learn how to ask the father point blank what his heart is about a situation. And then we're going to pray that you be flooded with light and inspired insight. And we're going to touch on learning to see in the spirit. So if you missed last week's episode, Truth Will Change Facts, I encourage you to pick it up, listen to it again. The questions, I, I ponder questions. And we're going to talk about those things in today's episodes because I found many roots from Mike Parsons' profound statement. And, you know, it's kind of odd. You know, truths, but they haven't yet infiltrated your life out loud actions yet. You know this about me. I like to ask questions. So do you. We have this in common. And these are the questions Holy Spirit and I discussed throughout this week. So let's get right to our discovery. And I promise to make it easy and explain it in a way that you will feel the Father's touch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's so good. <laughs> so I've got point number one. So asking the father, point blank, what is his heart about any given situation? And this is the way I process the word situation. It could be a position in regards to conditions or circumstances. A situation could be a combination of circumstances at any given moment, but I underlined this one, a situation, a difficult or unpleasant set of circumstances, a problem. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So we know that scripture says what scripture says about healing and overcoming across the board. We know there isn't a doubt that God is good and he loves you and I more than we may perceive. So God has touched each of our lives in so many ways. You and I are not strangers to faith, but have you asked him point blank about a situation and then waited until he reveals himself through the answer? Have you done that? So I'm going to break this out a little farther, okay? I think out loud, right? So let's ask ourselves, are assumptions hindering an honest conversation? I'm going to ask that again. I'm going to put that question out there again. 
are assumptions hindering an honest conversation. Even the best assumptions based in truth are not truth revealed. (laughs) Yes, I'm speaking to the choir here. So what do I mean truth revealed? That's where we get into the agape love. A lot of people say it goes from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Exactly. You have to experience an encounter with him that for ever alters any opinions they may present itself. I'm going to say that again so I can hear it. You have to experience an encounter with him that forever alters any opinions that may present themselves. End of story. So let's take a moment to apply some life applications, okay? So since last week's episode, I have set myself on a course to ask God with point-blank intentions, mincing words whatsoever. What, God, what is your heart in each one of these different areas in my life? And I'm asking him for you, too. God, what is your heart for each of these areas in our life? So it's Holy Spirit's job to help us to hear and understand. Yeah, that's Holy Spirit's job. So Jesus provided us with grace, a living life force. Grace empowers us to receive. It's our response to ask and rest. And rest that the answer was prepared before we even ask the question. And it's our privilege to allow God to speak to us in the most creative ways. That's why you and I are talking, right? The most creative way. So when I lead people in inner healing, I always ask them to believe what he shows you. Just say, yeah, okay. Even though our understanding has no idea what it means. And it's just like the prophet Elijah or the apostle John, right? God asked them, what do you see? So when I see something that is unexplainable or odd or, I say, uh, Jesus, this is what I see or perceive. Then he affirms me. He either says yes or let me show you that again. It's keeping it really simple. So Father God, It says in your word that you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear and all grace abounding, just all grace. So that means we've moved ourselves out of the way and we've moved ourselves right into God, you are 100% helping me. So let me pray this with you. I pray that your thoughts would be flooded with light and inspired insight. 
that you will clearly picture his intent in identifying you in him so that you may know how precious you are to him, how precious you are to him, to know how precious you are to him. And what God possesses in your redeemed innocence is his treasure and the glorious trophy of his inheritance. You are God's portion. You are the sum total of his assets. And you are the measure of his wealth. I pray that you will be overwhelmed with an understanding of the magnitude of his power, which has been wrought in the finished work of Christ. That is what results in the dynamic of your faith. This is what results in the dynamic of your faith. That's Ephesians 1. Your faith is declared as dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Let me share with you a simple story. The truth. My testimony. And then together we will dive into the oneness that he so richly provided for us, for you and me. I titled it Baptism Promise. So I'd like to cue in a disclosure just right up front. Yeah, there's a disclosure. You go, uh, why is she doing that? Ha <laughs> ha. To kick out a contending spirit, a spirit of measurement or judgment, I'm simply putting light on it so the real truth can be seen. Yep, I'm just saying, there you are. There's my flashlight. I see you. Go on. So my disclosure is this. My ear problem is not life-threatening. I hear you. That is why I'm addressing a disclosure. Because we, the Godhead, we hear you. And I know that there are listeners out there that are struggling with life-threatening issues. I have some dear friends that are struggling with such issues. So when Jesus called Lazarus from the dead, look how many issues were presented. Despair, confusion, that God didn't show up on time. But Jesus wept and had compassion for each one of them. So let's shine the light of compassion God's principles, we're going to apply it from, say, my ear for a heart, for finances, or for any manner of sickness. It's the light of compassion. God's principles are the same no matter the circumstance. So let's get back to my story. <laughs> I was sitting at my desk, just like I am now, talking to you. And my right ear, oh, 
it has been bothering me for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Or you could say I've been ignoring it for a couple years. First, it started as itching. Mm -hmm. And then in the last six months, I would wake up and my ear had fluid that had drained out of it through the night. Yuck. And then in the last two months, I've been dealing with ringing in the ear. Ugh, that is so distracting. So I had already walked into the courts of heaven to deal with any accusations. Yep, we, that's just what we do. It's a lifestyle of being ascended. So I'd always heard that an ear ringing was demonic. I know. It's just like, oh, here's the little rumor right here. It's demonic. Yeah. So now I'm bothered and I feel unempowered. Um, can we talk? I mean, about this real stuff, life application stuff, like overcoming stuff. Let's get after it, okay? This is a podcast about a workshop discussion on change, right? I know. I just got my my little soapbox out there for a minute. <laughs> Back to my desk, okay? So I'm sitting at my desk. I put my elbows on the desk, and I cupped my screaming, literally, this frequency that wouldn't go away. It wouldn't shut up. So I cupped my hand over my right ear, and I asked Jesus to show me truth truth imagine with me truth in capital letters standing like pillars at the top of a hill it reminded me of the hollywood letters that are on the hill you know the the famous ones that's what it reminded me of and it was truth so I'm holding my painful ear in one hand and in the spirit, I'm climbing to the top of this hill. And once I got to the top, I started walking around each letter of truth. The T, around the R, the U, you got, you got the picture. So Jesus is the way truth and the life. And I'm positioning myself. We are positioning and purposing ourselves together. So Jesus led my spirit. This is where I'm at. I'm walking around these letters, cupping my ear, purposing myself to focus on truth. Because the fact is, it's screaming in my ear. That's the fact. Mm -hmm. Moving on. So then Jesus led my spirit to what looked like oh, a large bathtub sitting in the ocean. <laughs> the ocean was so attractive. You could feel the tropical warmth. 
The sea foam greens were kissing the ocean blues. You can just see it. The water is pristine. And all the colors are melding in between. And there's this large oval bathtub. It's submerged in a peaceful, still ocean. And the same waters that are on the outside are the same waters that are on the inside. It's an ocean. I'm sitting in an ocean in a bathtub. So I was still holding my ear. And I saw Jesus lead my spirit into the waters. And we submerged ourselves in the waters. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it's so cool. You know, you can breathe underwater in the spirit. Mm. So here I am, I'm warm and cozy and loved and led and resting in the water, but I'm still holding my ear. So I asked Jesus to explain. So before we go to the next part, if you haven't already jumped into this spiritual picture I invite you, come on in. Yeah. So you take hold of the situation. This is what I want you to do. You jump in with me, okay? <laughs> Communal. Um, I want you to take hold of a situation or circumstance in your life. And I want you to hold it like I'm holding my ear. Okay? In the spirit of your imagination, jump on in. The water's fine. <laughs> okay, just a chuckle here. If you're driving in the car, I've got a solution for you. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Jesus is sitting in the passenger seat with you, and the car is filled with the loveliest ocean water. There you are. We, you, I, we are all submerged in his goodness. So we're holding situation and circumstance. Amen? And this is where truth gets so good. Listen with me. As, as I read from Romans 6 in the Mirror Translation, just enjoy the water and listen. It's not possible to interpret grace, interpret grace as cheap excuse to continue in sin. It sounds to some that we are saying, let's carry on sinning, then so that grace may abound. So Paul is expounding his heart here of the gospel by giving us a glimpse of a far-reaching faith of God, even at the risk of being misunderstood by the legalistic minds, he doesn't compromise the message. So how ridiculous is that? How can we be dead and alive to sin at the same time? How's that possible? So what are we saying then in baptism? If we're not declaring that we understand our union with Christ 
in his death. So baptism pictures how we were co-buried together with Christ in his death. Then it powerfully illustrates how in God's mind we were co-raised with Christ into a new lifestyle. We were like, hmm, seeds planted together in the same soil to be quickened to life. If we were included in his dead, then we are equally included in his resurrection. We perceive that our old lifestyle was co-crucified with him, together with him. This concludes that the vehicle that accommodated sin in us was scraped and rendered entirely useful. Our slavery to sin has come to an end. If nothing else stops you from doing something wrong, death obviously does. So faith sees us joined in his death and alive with him in his resurrection. It is plain for all to see that death lost its dominion over Christ in his resurrection. He need not ever die again to prove a further point. His appointment with death was once off. It's done. As far as sin is concerned, he is dead. So the reason for his death was to take away the sin of the world. And his life now exhibits our union with the life of God. We are familiar with that beautiful passage. In this particular instance, we're not discussing a sin issue. We are being shown by Holy Spirit our baptism. Our baptism. And that we are co-buried. We are in his death. The situation or circumstance that you have your hand cupped over, like I had my hands cupped over my ear, is in his death. In his death, everything was scraped and rendered entirely useless. It is impossible for us, it is impossible for us to be dead in him and not alive in him at the same time. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> it's impossible for us to be dead in him and not alive in him at the same time. In his sacrifice, death lost its dominion. End of story. Here. In his sacrifice, death lost his dominion, period. So let me reiterate for just a moment. While you continue to be submerged in your beautiful baptism, in that beautiful tropical-like ocean of your baptism, what is in the water? death. Mm -hmm. And what is included in death? 
all sickness, all weakness, all frailty, all decay, all disease, all lack, all pain, all discomfort, its dominion is dead. In your baptism, and maybe this is your literal baptism, wonderful, grace, you are amazing, so be it. (laughs) We were like seeds planted together in the same soil, that's you and me, to be co-quickened to life. If we are included in his death, we are equally included in his resurrection. And that is the way to the truth that Jesus showed me. So I could share it with you today about himself, which produces life, produces life. So all of that, any situation or circumstances is in the water of your baptism. That's what he showed me. When I'm cupping my ear, he goes, that's in the water of my death. And I have dominion over it. Hmm, Good stuff. So I decree that many of you will come out of this spiritual water free. I decree that you have been empowered to look truth in the face and remain in his baptism until truth has changed fact. I decree that you also will walk around the letters of truth as pillars and hear God reveal his heart to you. Isn't that good? Here we are, literally in his oneness, in our baptism, his baptism. And all of that is in the water. And remember what I said? Let me grab my notes here. It is impossible for us to be dead in him and not alive in him. At the same time, (laughs) both have happened. So in his death, which we are in, and in his life, which we are in, your situation or circumstance is in his death. (laughs) And it was so wonderful. I was crying and was so touched by him and my ear it just shut up there was no more and hasn't been any more it's just done yay (laughs) yay because that's in the water of his death Amen and amen. (laughs) That was so powerful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So powerful. We give you praise. Just hang out in the baptism. Hang out there 
I know many of you have noticed something. I've been doing a little facelift on the podcast. Yep, I'm on a bit of a learning curve. So I ask you for a little patience. If you have any suggestions, you can just pop me an email at Kristen at KristenWombach.com. And remember, down below are the direct things. And in that email, I want to hear what Jesus is doing. (laughs) Also, if you know somebody that would be greatly blessed to hear this episode, hit the share button, which could be hiding underneath those three little dots we call ellipses. Hit the share button and send it to them. Send this message in a message or email because it's an awesome way to say, I was thinking and praying for you today. So here's just a little tidbit. Let's not forget the goodies coming around the corner for next week. (laughs) Angels, yes! Asking and learning and discussing with your angels about the assignments they have in your life. You don't want to miss it. And I will see you in one week. God is willing. Bye now. <laughs>